0: Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your vet life. Luke Stuckmeyer here with Cody Del Mendo, and we have Ryan Herrera out in Arizona at the Cubs training facility, Sloan Park. And another beautiful day apparently in Arizona. Look at Ryan, he's got a tan brewing already. He told us he was taking the SPF down there, but Ryan, we do want to point out we have cacti here as well. Yeah, From Studio C. This oh. is the Cubs. We call this Studio C for Cubbies. Cubs. Yeah. yeah. We've renamed it. Okay. Um, oh, beautiful. I like that. <laughs> so, Jen Hoyer spoke today, and the first thing that really caught everybody's attention was a bit of an injury update on a few players. We knew David Bode was going to miss the first half of the season with a shoulder. Now we find out that Adbert Alzali, right shoulder tightness, starting the season on the injured list, that's not great news, and you add to that that Ian Happ had right elbow surgery back in February. He is hoping to be ready for the season opener. For me, the bigger story there, guys, is Al's a lie and what this means because I think all of us were assuming you pencil him in at, at least your number four starter this season, and now it's just another question mark. What are you going to get from him? How serious is this? And who would replace him? It's a big question for the Cubs.
1: Yeah, Luke. I mean, it, it wouldn't be such a big deal if he wasn't going to start the year on the injured right. list. That's what scares me the most. And that and the fact that he's a pitcher. You know, we, we as Cubs fans know how it goes when it comes to pitchers and injuries. You know, dating back to Prior Wood, sure. you know, Darvish is a, is a good example. Um, and it just... It sucks because Alzalay, he showed flashes of being a top-end starter, in my opinion, last year. Of course, there were there were definitely some bumps in the road. I know his his splits against lefties especially is not great. So you're hoping in this offseason he was going to work on some things and come back this year with, uh, you know, improved and, and everything. And this is just a, a bump in the road, hopefully, on what sh- we hope is, you know, a solid year for him moving forward. Because, I mean – as far as starting pitchers in the system that the Cubs have homegrown like they don't have a lot of no. them and he's like the he's a main one and so if he's if if this in if he becomes like injury prone like it's just it sucks and uh so yeah that's where i'm at right now with that um i just i just hope that it's not super serious hopefully it's you know at worst just april but i mean that might be pushing it a little bit cuz as far as i know like it's going to be More than the 10 days on the IL. But they didn't say if it was a month or two months or anything like that. So maybe a month is pushing it, but hopefully, you know, mid-April. I don't don't know. I mean,
0: all I know is you don't want to hear shoulder for a pitcher. For sure. Of any kind. Tightness, strain, any of those words, you don't want to hear it. And Ryan, I would assume this caught everybody in Arizona off guard as much as it caught Cubs fans off guard in that, I hadn't heard anything about it. And all of a sudden, you know, you were counting on this guy, and now it has to be a question mark.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't know that I've even seen Adbert here. Like maybe he's like in the training rooms or whatever, but I guess that kind of clears up why we haven't seen him is because you know he's not doing anything right now. Um, but yeah, that, that's a that's a tough a tough look, a tough injury for the Cubs. Like you said, Luke, at you know, number four, you know, at least he's probably gonna be in the starting rotation if he's healthy start the year. You know, I wrote in in one of my first articles actually uh that he should be I would have picked him as one of the, the last two starters behind Hendricks, Miley, and, and Stroman. Um and yeah, I mean that you know, he got moved to the bullpen last year and you, you know that was to help him like, you know, make sure he gets through the end of the season healthy. He had a couple of different things ailing him last year. And you know, they they again they moved him to the bullpen. He did all right in there. And then he's fully expecting to come back as as a starter this year and then you know, this happens, uh, it's a tough injury and, um, you know, Jed said it's not going to be a minimum stint on the IL, which means it's not going to be, I think it's 15 games now, actually. Um, so it's not going to be that. So it could be all of April. It could extend into into May. Who knows? Hopefully, you know, I, I know Cubs hope that it's not going to be going all the way into summer, but you never know. Um, but when, so when I say right shoulder, you know, like the the way they described it, it's like that could mean a lot of different things. So you don't really know. Um, without a clear uh, injury diagnosis, but it's uh, it, it's something that that's going to have to be monitored uh, moving forward.
0: Did they say when the injury happened, when he started feeling this? Because you don't want a guy – there are some ways you understand a little bit of a guy throws for the first time when he gets to the Cactus League, and in his first game he's a little tight or he just doesn't feel right. But when a guy comes from the offseason and he's already going to the injured list – that's when uh, kind of the red flags start to go up for fans in, in a little bit of panic. Do we, do we know when it happened?
2: Um, I don't know if they, if they know exactly when it happened, obviously they couldn't like nail it down during the off season because it was a a lockout. So if it happened in December, if it happened in January, Adbert couldn't like let them know. Um, and so we haven't gotten a chance to talk to Adbert. Uh, so we don't know for sure when it started happening. I don't know that, Jad, we got to talk to Carter Hawkins too today. Um, I don't know that he that either of them know, um, but it, it, obviously it's something that could have just flared up. It's something that could have been like progressed over the lockout when no one no one actually knew, no one could actually talk to each other. Um, so hopefully you know we get more clarity on that too. I think you know hopefully we get to talk to Adbert uh, soon. Uh, hopefully this week, maybe we'll see. Um, but it would be nice to kind of get a little more clarity on that and, and find out kind of the timeline of, of events of how it started and and how he's feeling. and But we'll see. Hopefully we get a, get a chance to speak to him.
0: Cody, that is another one of the fallouts or casualties of this lockout is that if a guy hurts himself in his off-season workouts, you don't have the team physicians, the team trainers, the team doctors, the general manager doesn't know about it. He's just healing himself however he knows best. Like, this could have happened two months ago and he hasn't been getting the treatment he should be getting. So – you know, we talk about the lockout being over, but for some guys, it's not over. The, the impact is still there.
1: Yeah, it sounds like something we're going to probably have to deal with for maybe even all season. I know, I remember, uh, you know, last year, going to last year, people were talking, especially for pitchers, you know, didn't pitch nearly as many innings in 2020 as they were going to be rep, prepped to do in 2021. We saw a lot of injuries last year uh, because of that. Um, now because of the lockout, especially, I think it's mainly going to affect like the young guys who, you know, aren't stable veterans who know what they should be doing every off season and, and then kind of going through the motions of everything. I mean, even for Alzheimer's, even though he's been part of the organization for a while, he, as far as being a major leaguer, it's only been a, like a year or two. So he's still like, you know, trying to figure out what he needs to do this and that couldn't talk to player or not. Not players, but coaches and everything. Who knows, like what he worked on, even as right. well. And you know, again, it just sucks uh, to be. What sucks is like because he's such a young player with the the talent that he has. When you gets when he gets hurt, it not only is it a setback for him, but it is obviously a setback for the team. And now, considering the options the Cubs have, it's like you don't really have a good piece out there to really step in and replace for right now. And that's what kind of really sucks the most for everyone in general.
0: Yeah. We put a poll out on our Twitter handle, just kind of saying CHGO Cubs. Is it underscore Cubs?
1: It's CHGO underscore Cubs. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. CHO underscore Cubs. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter um, about like who could replace him. Is it going to be steel? Is it going to be somebody else? And I know uh, Ryan Jed Hoyer came out today and said, he's certainly going to add more players to the roster. And, The biggest focus right now is pitching and pitching depth. We said that a week ago before the lockout was ending, that that, those were two important things, but we didn't know that Alzali was going to be out for the start of the season. Uh, What happens now? You know, what's kind of the buzz around there? I mean, obviously, they've got to go, in my opinion, they have to go find another pitcher.
1: Yeah. And Michael Pineda is still out there. Like, he's one that I feel like is at least different from the rest of the rotation. But, I mean we just don't really know what Jed's doing. There's no, (laughs) as far as pitching, like there's no rumor out there of them being anyone. They, you know, they got a reliever over the weekend, which we'll talk about. Um, But as far as starters, there hasn't been much talk. And again, you know, I don't want to assume that they're not doing anything because, you know, the whole Stroman thing, that came out of nowhere. No one expected it. So you're, I'm, you know, part of me believes that, you know, they're just, you know, being real quiet about it. But it's like, all right, well, now you really need to do something to at least, like, you know, help. Like, we need depth. Yeah. Like, I, I even before this injury, I thought the Cubs needed to go get another starter for depth because you just can't rely on all five of those starters to give you 30 starts.
0: Ryan, did uh, yeah. Jed address that just kind of out of a strange um, start of camp this is? You've got all free agency blistering down on him, and he's also got players reporting, and and like Alzalai, you're finding out the medicals on guys as they arrive, as opposed to knowing before they get to Sloan Park.
2: Yeah, no, they, you know, that's basically. You know, Jed said the same. Jed said that. I mean, we got to speak to Ross. He, he said the same thing. Cal Hendricks got to talk to him on the field. He said the same. Like, it's all just not. A, I, don't, I don't want to say it's a mess, but it's just like all jumbled together. You're doing. You're trying to do the whole off season as you're also trying to do spring training, and all of that is compacted into three and a half weeks. So, I mean, like, Wade Miley, we didn't see for the first time until today. Um, you know, guys weren't showing up. They are showing up at different times over the weekend, also showing up maybe in different physical conditions, whether that's guys that are injured, guys that are still getting back into baseball shape, guys that have been back into, like, as close to baseball shape as they, as they can be. Um, but then you got just around the league, it's you still got a ton of free agents available and, and trying to get signed and stuff like that. Trades are still going down. Um, so, yeah, I mean, everyone knows it's a crazy time. Um, you know, I don't think we've, they have an experienced. this a lot of the people in charge haven't experienced what it's like you know, trying to fit and no one's ever experienced this really trying to fit the entire off season into three and a half weeks, which is the same three and a half weeks that you're putting spring training through. So it's, yeah, just a weird off season. Everyone knows it and everyone's trying to get through it uh, at the same time.
0: As though, you know, certainly adding more pieces, you know, the big buzz over the weekend was, you go into the weekend with the Simmons signing, and there's Twitter hate all over the place for the Cubs, just like saying that's all they're going to do. Right, and and they haven't done a whole lot. You know, their other signing is Jesse Chavez. He's thirty eight. So, and and we've talked about all the players coming back. So, I guess a player is coming back to the Cubs. It's just not <laughs> it's not one that we envision necessarily. <laughs> yeah, we're... Um, again, but Chavez is pitching depth. Yeah. So, so it, that's not a terrible signing. It, it's another arm you could count on. He was good in the postseason for the Braves last year. I think it was like six and a third scoreless innings. So, he's he
1: still got some, yeah. some
0: life left on that. He was good that.
1: with the Cubs, too, in 18. Honestly, I, th- I felt like at the end of 18, he was like the go-to guy. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and I, if everyone remembers, the Cubs bullpen in 18 was – it, it kind of fell apart at the end of the year. He was one of the guys who stayed together. So you're hoping he brings some of that back. I mean, yeah, thirty eight. You don't we don't really know what's gonna happen, but the like cutter you said, and
0: sinker still work for him at this age. It's not like he's, you know, strictly a fastball guy and, and the numbers just keep coming down. So he's Yeah. He's still usable in the major leagues, obviously, right. and, and if a team was willing to pitch him in the postseason, Cubs exactly. probably would be willing to pitch him this year when they need to. Um yeah. So there were other big moves. You know, I mean, I will say this, guys. One thing that we've looked at is we've named all these big free agents. Whether or not we know, we don't know that the Cubs are going to actually be in and go after it and sign one to the dotted line. But there aren't too many that are really gone. Like a lot of the big names that we've mentioned are all still there if Jed Hoyer wants to do it. Yeah. $145 million away from the luxury tax. The, the, the cash is still there. If he's being told he can spend it. Like, who's gone? Nelson Cruz? Nelson
1: Cruz. That, that's yeah, really it. But, I mean, other I, than that. Matt Olson was traded by the Braves right, yeah. today. Is that
0: the domino effect, right? So, Matt Olson gets traded to the Braves. That gets puts off the alarm that maybe Freddie Freeman is done with the Braves.
1: Yeah.
0: Is he down to just the Dodgers and maybe the Yankees? Or the Cubs, which John Heyman sort of floated out there. He said, you know, the Cubs also make sense. And that's the one we brought up last week. And, you know, I thought it was ludicrous at first, and it still might be (laughs) ludicrous, but he fits. Yeah. He'd be, in fact, he'd be a terrific fit for the Cubs.
1: Right. He would fill two holes. You left-handed power bat, uh, and then, then you know, a solid mainstay at first base. Three, against, three, great leader, too. Oh, yeah, and great leader. Great leader nothing for the young players. Nothing against Frank Schwindel. I think Frank Schwindel has a, a nice spot on this team, whether it's, you know, platooning at some days that Freeman needs off at first base, but also, you know, he could be your DH. Um, but Freeman brings so much, like, experience for the young guys. He Obviously just won a World Series, so he's a proven winner. I and mean, he's a great dude. Like, you, I mean, you're almost... Filling the Rizzo void with, with just with him. And I think it's very clear around the league. Everyone thinks Freeman is a better baseball player than Rizzo. I feel like maybe three, four years ago, you could have argued between the two, but as of right now, I would say Freeman is definitely better than him. Numbers say so at least. Sure. So yeah, I mean, they, John Heyman tweeted that. And I know, you know, he just tweets yeah, he out speculation. he didn't say they were talking to him. He just said
0: other teams that would be a good fit, right? Cubs are a good fit for a lot of those free agents. That's sure. the thing; they've got so many openings and they've got the money there mm-hmm. and the space under the tax. Right.
1: Yeah, a that's, lot of those
0: names are a good fit.
1: That's why it's like kind of like I can understand why some Cubs fans are, are you know freaking out online and saying we're not going to do anything, not going to spend or whatever. I can, I get it because it's like we're sitting here, we have all this free money and everything, and it's like, what are we doing? Are we are we sending lowball offers or what? I I don't know, but. They have, like, if they've ever had any payroll flexibility to go and get a couple guys, it's right now. And, if again, if you sign Marcus Stroman and then not make another big move after that, it just doesn't make any sense. So, we'll see. I I know Freeman has been heavy, or his agent has been in heavy talks with the Dodgers, but, you know, the Dodgers' payroll is pretty high, too. I know they're willing to go over the tax, but, you know... I feel like the Cubs could offer more money.
0: I mean so, the opportunity. Yeah. Is there Ryan did Jed address yeah, yeah. you know, some of that just why it's going so slowly?
2: Um he, he did address that part and he but he said that more like they kind of expected that like the the, the 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 free agent market specifically, like the, before the lockout and and um why it was like he said it felt like we might actually know what like a, a signing deadline would look like if that ever got if for some reason that ever got put into, because you had the you know the lockout deadline, and so that's why there was a huge flurry. Um But he said he's like he's like I get it, he's like people want to get to camp, players want to get to camp, teams want to get their players into the camp. But you also know that when again going back to trying to fit the off season into three and a half weeks while you're doing spring training at the same time, you you also understand that players don't want to just sign deals that aren't going to be great for them. In the Long they don't want to just sign a deal to sign a deal and get get started like they they're looking for. Um, the right deal for them, and, and, you know, kudos to them for doing that as well. Um, but that's that's where that shortened off season really kind of that, – that's I think why the market – it feels like the market is going so slow because you, you, you think about the fact that, all oh, these teams, you know, they've had a whole off season or these three months or whatever. Guys should be set ready to sign now. It's like, no, they didn't. They've only been talking for like three, four days now. They did 99 days they couldn't speak once. So you really are like – this is like December 4th or 5th right now, really, in reality. Um, but I want to go back to the Freddie Freeman thing. Um, you know, you're talking about you know, maybe maybe it does seem uh, a little far fetched that the Cubs could be in it. But um, someone asked Jed about you know being in uh, significant or bringing in more significant additions, and uh, he basically said uh, you know we're having a lot of conversations. You don't you don't assume that any deal's done till the dotted line is signed. Basically, paraphrasing that, of course. Um, but he said that um, you know there's some of those things that come across. Uh, might be uh, quote-unquote significant um, so you never know maybe that was him teasing us a little bit teasing teasing the world but that's uh, talking about Freddie Freeman maybe 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 there's discussion maybe they're in those conversations you never know
0: <laughs> yeah I see the chat line here going and drive secures like Cubs are going to be lucky to win 75 games this year Robert responds actually the Cubs are better than you think the truth is, we don't know because the roster is not set. If this is the current roster, and that he doesn't add a big name, then I could see the seventy-five game argument being held. Yeah. If you start adding significant players, a, a Correa or a Freddie Freeman or a Kyle Schwarber or any KB, yeah, Rizzo, any of those guys, I mean that that changes your outlook a little bit. So, sure. I mean, the, the the one thing about Twitter. And chats and blogs and podcasts is we're all just going with the wave. Yeah, we're all going with the wave. And and at this point, we don't know. Right. But I understand the angst that's out there right now because so far Jesse Chavez has been signed, and that's no disrespect to Jesse Chavez. He's been in the league, you know, more than a dozen years. Mm-hmm. Cubs fans are waiting for the big signing. They got Stroman. Mm-hmm. Now, now they want, they've got the peanut butter. Now they want the jelly. They, you know, they don't want just a peanut butter sandwich. They want both.
1: Right. Yeah. And rightfully so. We deserve that after the last few years and you know how last year went. Um, And then on top of that, the division is winnable. I see in the comments right now, apparently Jesse Winker was uh, sent to the Mariners.
2: Um, he's going to the Mariners. Yeah. And then uh, Suarez
1: is, is, is getting moved too. Uh, I don't, Again, this is all live on on YouTube right now. Um, So if anyone has that trade, let let us know. Well, the
0: Reds and Twins are two confusing teams right now. Like, What's going on with those two
1: franchises?
0: You can be be angry as a Cubs fan, mm -hmm. but if you're a Twins or Reds fan... Right. You really don't know what's going right. on.
1: But, I mean, that goes to my point, though. The Reds feel like they seem like they're going to be right at the bottom with the Pirates. The yep. Cubs are right there to yeah. be in that wild it's for the card taking. It's right there. Right there. They like, just got to make a few moves here to, like, give that offense in the lineup just some more stability, some with some proven guys who have done it. Like, on top of what we got coming up in AAA this year, like, guys like Brennan Davis especially, like, this team could be, this team could open some eyes if they just make a few more moves. And of course, yes, we've, we've yet to see it. Um, but, you know, hopefully Jed's out there and he's just not giving us lip service.
0: I, I see Ferris's comment. and He says the Cubs are rebuilding, not reloading. Big difference. And the only thing that makes that questionable is then why would you sign Stroman to the deal? Exactly. If, if you're, if you're not reloading, and you're totally rebuilding, then Strowman doesn't make as much sense as it does the other way.
1: Exactly. And like again, I've been preaching that to the choir, man. <laughs> like, Strowman, he's, what, 30 years old? He's not going to- Unless Strowman's just to sell tickets. Yeah, yeah. And if Strowman's like, I just want to get my money, then, I mean, it's five years he can opt out, I think, after 30 or whatever. Like, I, yeah. I, I get it. Like, yeah. I get it. And you, someone tried to tell me on Twitter the other day that, but the Cubs could move Stroman at the deadline if they wanted to. It's like I get thinking that just based off being hurt the last <laughs> the last year, but I just don't like. I just don't see it. The Cubs, the Cubs know they have been getting like murdered online by from the fan base. So many people dropping season tickets, stuff like that. It it would just not be good for business to do no. that. You know what I mean? I mean they have done in past.
0: There there is the rebuilding plan of bring guys in that are successful and you know will be hot commodities at the trade deadline.
1: but they were They're like, not
0: usually of the level of player that Marcus Stroman exactly. is. They're, they're yeah. usually a guy that's, you know, Kimbrell worked out, but that's not originally why they signed him that right.
1: way. Right? The Cubs were in a different spot, though, Correct. they signed Correct. him. When you're talking about, you know, the Paul Mulhollams or the Scott Feldmans of the world. Correct. Those were like on one-year deals. Or yeah,
0: something yeah, like they're that. shorter deals. You they're know? not big money players. Exactly. They're Exactly. Strowman was the best pitcher on the free agent market, some could argue. Some can argue, for sure. So, I, it'll be interesting. Cody, what else? Was there any kind of, did you sense any of that feeling out there, whether it's in the media room or just fans buzzing around that people are kind of like, when is, when is this going to happen? Like... I mean, it, to me, it just feels like I tweeted today. Like is today the <laughs> is, day is
1: today today? I, I don't know.
0: I like, <laughs> is the day ever coming? Is, is the day today? Is it tomorrow? I, I would assume it's the same way down there.
1: Yeah. Uh, for me, the only thing that still keeps me optimistic is that again, like you said, the big names are still out yeah. there and Matt Olsen was probably the biggest name that we've seen. I do think the Suarez and and Winker deal, uh, George threw it in the comments, says the Mariners are finalizing an agreement on a deal that would bring in Jesse Winker from the Reds. Uh, Seattle is also acquiring uh, Suarez as well. I mean, that's a pretty big trade. Those are two really good offensive players. I'm actually kind of glad they're not in the NL Central now. Um, Oh,
0: Jokic says, uh, Jed said they're retooling. They're not rebuilding or reloading. So there's the other... (laughs)
1: what's the difference yeah i don't don't know know. but anyway like we haven't seen a lot of big moves yet again the olsen trade today was a big one um i do think this mariners and reds trade is pretty big even the ones the twins have made are, are pretty pretty important as well the yankees getting uh donaldson i thought was interesting from the twins um but as far as free agent signings we just haven't seen any big ones yet and uh i get i think what really surprised me the most is the fact that Olson got traded first before Freeman even yeah. signed. Yeah. Like that's You would think it'd be the wild. other way around.
0: Right. Yeah. And like Well you have more leverage if you're making that trade before it happens.
1: For sure. And to me, like we kind of I kind of mentioned it earlier when we were we were prepping for the show. Like I always thought Freeman was gonna end his career with the Braves, kind of like how we thought Rizzo was mm. gonna end his career with the Cubs. And he just won a World Series and the Braves are just like yeah. thanks for your service. We're not going to pay (laughs) you. It's like, Uh, it's it's crazy. So I'm not saying it's justifiable that the Cubs traded Rizzo and got those prospects or anything, but I am saying that I guess it is a little bit more normalized in today's age. Yeah. Well, I bet you Carlos Correa assumed he was going to play his whole career with
0: the Astros or most of it. Mm -hmm. And he's won a World Series with them. And maybe he does go back to Houston. That was a little bit of the buzz today, but maybe not. He might be moving on
1: pretty early in his career too for sure and i mean that the whole korea thing i mean la, or yesterday you know ken rosenthal wrote a column you know not saying that it's going to happen but just like estimating or giving putting out the idea that maybe he'd just sign a one year deal because you know him and his agent haven't had a lot of time to be able to go out and actually market themselves for you know the kind of deal they're looking for because of the lockout so I would not be surprised if he signs a one-year deal. I obviously wouldn't be surprised if he signs like a five- or six-year deal back with Houston with an opt-out right. after this year. Right, right, So, but I feel like you could do the same, like the Cubs could do the exact he's same thing. He's still there. I'm just saying he's still on the market. <laughs> yeah. He's still so. out
0: there. Ryan, what about the um, Ian Happ injury? Uh, obviously, they uh-huh. think he's going to be okay. Uh but well, you know the, the outfield's a big question mark for the Cubs too. We don't know where guys are going to end up. We don't know if Frazier's going to be in left. We don't know where Hap's going to play. What? How does this impact that situation?
2: Um, well, they, I guess maybe it's Ian Hap himself. Uh, I was a little confused in the way Jets – I think he said that Ian is confident that he'll be you know ready to go by opening day. Now, sometimes the players are a little more on the optimistic side of things, so. Um, it's hard to completely trust that, but, um, you know, I, I know Jed had said that he had the, the you know, just a little cleaning, cleaning out of the elbow, a little loose body kind of thing. Uh, it wasn't like a deep surgery or anything like that. It was just kind of touching things up and stuff. So uh, he had that in February, and, um, you know, I don't think he said that he, uh, it wasn't affecting Ian hitting as far as he knew. Um, The throwing was a little bit, a little more of a work in progress, but he's back to, like, kind of throwing and stuff right now um we've seen him you know seen him maybe like you know throwing a little bit in the outfield so um I guess he's on track we'll see for sure when opening day comes if he's ready to go um again that that, I think the confidence comes from Ian uh being maybe maybe a little overconfident on how quickly he'll heal but um that I guess we're going to run with right now that he'll be good to go on opening day and probably um left field I think Jed also said that um, he might be off the field a little more often at the beginning so maybe like the aging or something kind of make sure that elbow is not taking too much of a toll um, but I guess right now the thought is that he should be good to go on opening day.
0: You know one question I would have for Ian Happ is and I don't know if you, he's pretty honest guy I don't know if you get the answer but I wonder how many of these guys that you're seeing start the season injured or oh they had surgery and we didn't know about it because there was no contact between the two sides but if you're Ian Hap, are you waiting to have that surgery because it just doesn't feel quite right? And you assume you know what we might miss the first month of the season anyway, so there's no reason to rush into surgery. Then all of a sudden, the lockout ends, and you're closer to missing some games than you thought you were. I, I don't know what that situation is, but it's just such a bizarre setup right now. You know, like mm. you don't know anything that happened in the off season. Because unless a player wants to go on their Instagram or Twitter and tell you they had surgery, right, you have no idea.
1: The interesting thing about Ian Happ is he has his own podcast, and they yeah, release a right. show every week. And I will, never saw him in a sling, <laughs> right? I I will admit I haven't listened to every episode over the off season, but right, I feel like someone would have put out online or on Twitter or something saying that Ian Hap's out on his podcast that. He had an elbow injury or something like that. so right. Sounds like he just kept it to himself.
0: I, I feel bad for Ian Hap in that this is kind of a prove it season for him, I believe, you know he's had some good half of he's had a good half of a season and a bad half of a season. Yeah. He's made adjustments, then he's had to make more adjustments. And I could have painted a picture. It would have been very aggressive, but I could have painted a picture where I saw the Cubs. Heck, they were walking away from everybody last year. Yeah. I wouldn't have been shocked after the first half of the season if you would have said, E not going to be back with the Cubs. Yeah. Then he played better. So this is, you know, he's got to he's got to certainly want to go out and prove it. A great guy, sure. a great person to have on the team. Um, but he's getting to the point in his career where he's gonna have to really show he's one of those elite outfielders if that's what he's going to become.
1: I agree. I last year, I think first half he had a OPS a definitely under 700, I know that Oh, he much. struggled. He struggled. He struggled mightily. Got hot late August, all of September, um, you know. And and in those flashes you you look at him and you're like this guy can yeah. he can put your team on That's the, the back. hard part. Yeah. You
0: know what I mean? You watch him and you go, "You know what? You can build you can build with this guy as a key piece."
1: Right. The first round pick there was yeah. a, there was, the Cubs saw something. And I mean, his rookie season, we thought he was going to be, you know, a cornerstone for, you know, foreseeable future. And it's just, you know, injuries then, you know, down year 2018 spent, uh, 2019 basically in triple a until he got called up later. And then 2020 was actually like their best hitter for those 60 games. And then last year, just kind of, uh, like I said, first half was not very good. And then second half, um, you know, salvage the rest of the season so there's just not a lot of consistency in there right right and that's what you need to see i see uh brandon saying
0: on the chat that jock to the braves is that a done deal jock peterson not, to the braves? not, confirmed. He's, not confirmed he's retweeting rumors about it he you know he's playing into it all but you never know <laughs> with him <laughs> um anyways I, ian happ i think i'd like to see him on the team i think one way you can judge as a cubs fan the value of a player around the league is just to go to your buddies across town, and if you say to them, "Oh, I heard Ian Happ's going to be the new second baseman for the the White Sox," for instance, yeah, if they're excited and Cubs fans are angry, then maybe he's a little more value. If, if you're mad that he's going to play for the other team in town or play for the Cardinals, right? Maybe you still have something there. I still think there's you can. I still think there's something to get out of Ian happen. I still think he has the potential to be a really good consistent player in Major League Baseball. He's been a really good player, but the consistency hasn't been there yet.
1: He's too good of a guy to yeah. like have this kind of run that he's on. Like he I feel like he's due for some luck. He's due for, you know, like a full season where you you really see like what he is as a player. It's just again, I've, a lot of it also you know those earlier years, he was trying to he was fighting for time with Albert Almora mm-hmm. for eighteen and nineteen, and you know, finally I thought last year in this even twenty twenty I felt like it was like his the center field was like his position for the taking, and then he really struggled, and then the Cubs moved him to like corner outfield mainly left field last year in second half, right, and that's when that's when the bat showed up. So I'm thinking you know. Maybe maybe he's just more comfortable out in left field, allowed him to you know, think about his offense a little bit more. I don't know. I'm just spitballing about it. But I, right sometimes those things happen. If you're not comfortable where you're playing defense, you're it might affect your offense. And so
0: But Ryan, if if it is that he's more comfortable in left field, then Frazier's also a guy you're looking at in left field. Right. And yeah. if you're platooning, that's another difficult situation for guys <laughs> to like prove themselves and really take a You know, that's, that's one of the things about having a bunch of guys that are in this similar role is if you platoon guys, it's tough for somebody to take the role too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I think that's, you know, a lot of people wanted, or just another example, a lot of people wanted Mike Hermosillo last year to get a more playing time. And, you know, we can just platoon him and stuff like that with Hayward because they wanted Hayward, they wanted Hayward, Hayward stayed in the lineup. Um, But at the same time, like that would have been tough, I think for, CEO to try to like prove himself in whatever it was the month or two that he was up, uh, you know, playing once every other day or, but, you know, only facing lefties, he's playing less often than than Hayward would be. So just in that, you know, the, the platoon style, we talk about it and try to see fits like that. We've talked about like, oh, if Rizzo were to come back to the, to the Cubs, he could platoon with Frank Schwindel. Um, but stuff like that, it does get tough unless you have like full buy-in from the players. And, you know, that's something that you'd have to see about.
0: Uh, we want to get to our first break here and we've got more to talk about with the free agents. We're going to talk about some former Cubs here in a second and they're all still on the market and they all still fit to possible openings on this current Cubs team. We'll we'll get to that in just a minute here.
1: Uh, so yeah, Luke um you won your first bet. i did oh you won did your first bet he won his first Woo! bet his very first did you notice bet.
0: that i've been sitting like this it's because my wallet's a little uneven <laughs> now. I all those...
1: oh my goodness that's that's good um but he did it on points bet <laughs> i did and points bet is the best way to support us chgo and uh, the best way to support chgo is to download the points bet app And use code CHGO when you sign up. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. And you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker room. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you. Remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature live nba same game parlay i got a same game parlay for the bulls kings tonight talked about on the bet show today go check it out luke you should check that i out. might look into that <laughs> for the first time ever build the perfect live same game parlay only with points bet combine your favorite bets anytime during the game you can even boost your live same game parlays and now online sign up is available in illinois it's a beautiful thing it's something that i miss so much Uh, You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. Signing up with the fastest sportsbook is now easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.
0: We are starting our second full week here at chgo they let us come back they got the thing up it's running it's doing well uh, if you're just checking us out we're podcasts every day about all your favorite teams in fact on the other side of this wall the white Sox guys are doing their podcast in studio a so we got them going on all the time live podcasts every single day live post game shows for the teams that are currently playing games premium written content for the members at all that's why ryan And Vinny Duber out in Arizona right now. And guys, here's the deal. It's here. It's the most exciting time of the year. Merch Madness is here. Get your (laughs) dope merch. Merch Madness. Get that sick drip. Get the sick drip. We've got all kinds of dope merch for all the teams. You get a free shirt when you become a member. We've got the members-only Discord. That's the CHGO Lounge. So do not hesitate. Make sure you watch us and like us. And give us the five-star reviews. And we'll just keep giving you the content. Exactly. Dope merch and everything else you want. Any update on the velvet smoking robes yet? No update on the velvet smoking robes. The guys that are in charge in Denver are working on that, but we want to make sure it's the right type of velvet. You don't want the cheap knockoff velvet, you know? The yeah. kind of, you know.
1: We need to get we get two wears, of them. Me and Luke can, can both wear them during uh, pre and post game this yeah, year. Yeah. Think, think Hugh Hefner, yeah. only the two of us in velvet robes. Oh.
0: That's disgusting. <laughs> you,
2: guys, you guys might have missed it. You guys might have missed it. But Ferris said he loves the show. Thank you, Ferris. We love. Aww, thank you, Ferris. That love us, Ferris. We love people Ferris. Ferris is in
1: us. the. He's in the comments every day. Uh, uh, every, every show, day. it feels like it at least. So is Rachel. She's a. Uh, she said like, come through, so is that. Grandpa Stucky. What am I coming through with? Trying
0: to get players or trying to come in with the velvet robes? That's the question. I,
1: it might be both at this point. Right now, all we, I, we, the we're only putting thing I can deliver is dope we're, merch. We're putting the Cubs, uh, Cubs morale on. Uh, you know, it's up to us to like keep all Cubs fans. You know, perked and you know positive. I guess I was. You know, with the selection show, I was thinking yesterday
0: with all the dope merch we have, we could have done a snake draft for our dope merch. You know, like I'd take this shirt, I'd mm-hmm. take this shirt. Yeah, this so. is the number one seed. Go ahead. We have to come up with some sort of bracket. I like that. Um, Anybody got any ideas for bracket we could do this week? I'd like to do a selection show and then play it out the tournament.
1: I'd like, uh, like, maybe we do, like. Foods of Chicago? Yeah, or if, foods, if, if we're relating it to Cubs. Cubs I know players, we, I know Cubs we did players head to head like that. Like Foods a,
0: of the ballpark, you know, maybe. Ooh, ooh yeah. did you ooh. see how
1: Joey perked up on that? Foods of the ballpark, <laughs> yeah. Or we could do like a stadium, like a, like a ballpark stadium bracket. Yeah. Shoot us some ideas if you got one, and we'll try to come up with something in the next couple
0: of days. Um Wilson Contreras stopped by for a quick chat as the Cubs get ready to go here. Uh he's one of the last pieces left of the 2016 championship team. Uh, we're gonna play a quick clip that uh, Ryan got for us at Sloan Park. Let's take a listen real quick.
3: It's exciting, exciting. Every time that we had to, to come to spring training, it's exciting for everybody, um, especially for me, being around this long. And, uh, I mean, I'm just excited to be here with the guys. How do you think it's going to be without Rizzo, without Ryan? So. Um, I mean, they're not here. That's something that we had. We had to stay in the past, and uh, we had to leave the present. So they're not here. I'm looking forward to have problems with my guys. Deals you know what they did, you know, bringing in Strowman, things like that before the lockout, means there could be more coming here. Yeah, I thought The Strowman was a good sign. He's a nice guy. He's, uh, he's a guy that's willing to help, even the young, the younger guys. And uh, he's, uh, I mean, you are gonna get along really good. He's a really nice guy.
0: Now, before we get to Wilson Contreras, really quickly, I want to point out that I you saw Dan Rohn, the mayor of Chicago Sports Media, mm-hmm. in the background there, one of the greatest guys. Dan Rone. in case Cubs fans don't know this, gets the sickest setup in Arizona every year for spring training. Most media members go down there, and some get an Airbnb room or a hotel room for a little bit. Dan Rone goes down there with Steve Schur, his photographer, They get an Airbnb with a pool every year and every year on GN they jump into the pool at the end of spring training and it's always the sickest house and they put a WGN live truck in the driveway so you can't miss it just in a regular neighborhood in Mesa. But everybody that's in the media usually, Ryan, you got to get in on this. Mm -hmm. Everybody usually filters over at least one night to the WGN palace where Ronan sure have things going. They, they've they got a big barbecue. They had a tiki bar one year okay. in their backyard. Dan Ronan knows how to get it done. Ryan, sidebar. You've got to get it Yeah, get so some. Ryan, that's a bit of advice. Find Dan Ronan and say, hey, I heard. <laughs> I hear you got this barbecue. Stucky said you might have a tiki bar.
2: <laughs> I'm going to have to start making some calls.
0: <laughs> uh, so, one more year of arbitration for Wilson Contreras. Uh, Ryan, you wrote about it at allchgo.com. Good article. And, you know, he doesn't seem angry by the situation, but he says no talks. But no talks. What's going on? Yeah.
2: Uh, um, well, so obviously they couldn't talk all in the last 99 days, obviously. Um, and right now, you know, he said that they haven't had any new talks um, and, and since Thursday. So, you know, that's only been three or four days. Um, but, and then Jed kind of explained, he's like, you know, we're still trying to fill out the team. We're trying to plug in the holes in the roster. We're still trying to add pitching. We're still trying to do all this stuff. So again, you're, you're, you're uh, you're, you're bringing spring training. You're bringing guys here at the same time as you're trying to, you know, fill out the entire team and, and, and do all this stuff. So I get it. I mean, I, I, like you said, Wilson doesn't seem like upset by it. I know he wants, he said he wants to get, uh, if, if they're going to extend him and they're going to have those talks, he either wants that to happen before the season uh, or after the season, he doesn't. He said he doesn't feel comfortable maybe um, doing that, having those talks, and, and during the season when he's you know trying to win baseball games. Um, but yeah, I mean, so you still got three weeks. Still got three weeks, so those talks could could happen at any time. Obviously, the arbitration, uh, those, those numbers have to be sent in on the twenty second, I believe, um, which could all which could also kickstart the uh, the contract stuff. But yeah, so at this point. I guess nothing's kind of been talked about, but still got time. Still got some time.
0: I mean, I would think uh, Wilson Contreras, if he ever does hit the market, would draw a pretty penny. It's not easy to find a catcher in the big leagues. The Cubs have themselves one. Mm -hmm. I would think, I would hope, again, I've said this before, I hope that whenever Jed gets this team set up, that he takes care of Wilson Contreras because – I want a piece of the 2016 team yeah. other than just Kyle Hendricks to carry over into this next group. I just don't, I I'm baffled. I never would have guessed in 2016. If you told me that Hendricks and Contreras would be the only ones left really. Yeah. And that Hendricks would be the only guy out of that core to sign an extension. It, It's stunning. So I, the opportunity seems like it's there. Um, are you are you confused as to why think, Kyle Hendricks is the only guy with that signed out of the court? I mean, obviously, it's a two-way street. I no yeah. love for Hayward. I, I don't want to blame just one side because that's a two-way street. I no love for, for sure. Hayward? No, but he didn't sign an extension. Yeah.
1: You're right. Hayward just didn't sign an you. extension. Just as far as it.
0: taking the young core guys <laughs> and signing them to another right. deal, an extension, Kyle Hendricks is the one that took him up on it.
1: Yeah, um... I mean, yeah. If you tell me that that was going to happen in 2016, I would have laughed at you. I would have pointed and laughed. Probably would have made fun of you <laughs> online. Um, but here we are, and uh, I'm I'm with you. I, I agree. It, it's a two way street, and you know those you know things with Bias uh, Brian and Rizzo didn't work out, and uh, currently they're still trying to find a yep. contract. Except for Bias, he found one. Uh, but my in my opinion. Wilson Contreras, your catcher, he is, like, the catcher position is so valuable in terms of not only can you not find catchers of his talent very often, but Miguel Amaya, the guy that, you know, some Cubs fans were like, oh, you can move Contreras because is going to come up and he'll be cheaper, blah, blah, blah. Well, he's going to have Tommy John. And he ain't going to be ready for another uh-huh. year and a half, probably. And, you know, like, we just... You just don't know with that. With Contreras, I mean, he's still mid twenties, mid you know, obviously on the other side of twenty-five now, but like he brings everything from offense and defense to your team. And sure, with the DH now, it allows the Cubs to rest him a little bit more. more. Yeah. For sure. A lot more if they want to. And he could play first too. Right. And the I feel like the biggest problem that the Cubs have had over the last few years for him is finding him more rest time. He like leads the league in innings caught like the last three years. I, I don't know if it's three years, but definitely within the last in recent years, he has led the league in innings caught at least two of those three years, at least. And now the DH allows them to, you know, rest him a little bit and that will save his bat for later in the year. So I, I, again, with how valuable that position is, and how you know the fans love him, and the leadership and the passion he brings because he loves being a cub. Like that's it, that's like, it. That you know who I think he is.
0: He's Kim Noah to the Bulls. Yes, it's it's a comparison. Like he's he's the heart. He's the heartbeat of the team. He's not right. Derrick Rose, but he's the energy guy. He's right. the glue guy. He's the passion guy. He's the guy that gets the fans going. That gets yes. the team going. And when you need a spark on a cold, rainy day at (laughs) Wrigley Field, when they're playing the Pirates and things aren't going well, Wilson Contreras is that guy. Yeah. And I think you got to be careful about playing around with the contract and extensions a little bit because if he does leave, I think you'll find out very quickly how much you miss him.
1: Oh, for sure. And again, yeah. it's not like the Cubs have a catcher that can come in and just give you anywhere close to that. No, you know that production. Jan Gomes is going to be a nice backup, no doubt. And that's no—it's no disrespect to him. Do you, right. you like that, Ryan? He, he's the Joaquim
0: Noah of the Cubs.
2: Yeah, no, he's. I mean, we've talked about it before. He's—he's he's the heart and soul of the team. And I, you know, you said that about Joaquim Noah a decade ago. Uh, and and it, it it rings true for Wilson Contreras too. That's who he is. He's emotional, obviously the emotional leader of the team. Um, but I also I get, the, I get the feeling that he's, you know, he's, he's at peace with whatever happened. Like he'll be at peace with kind of whatever happens. Uh, you know, he said it himself yesterday, like getting the free agency after, you know, coming up in the system as, as a, as a third baseman, moving to catcher, working so hard to improve there, you know, making the all-star team and stuff. So he said, you know, hitting free agency would be like a dream come true or like a team wanting to trade for him means, you know, they see, they see that he's doing, they, they see good things in him that he did, you know, he's doing his job. And um, so I, I think, you know, a free agency or a trade or something that also kind of nails down the, the fact to him that he's, you know, he's good. That he's a good guy. He's a good catcher. He's a good player in, in the big league. Um, and he, he clearly wants to stay too. Like he doesn't, he's never said he wants to leave. Um, and that's why he loves. You know, he loves Chicago. He loves the Cubs. He loves the fans. And you know, he's that emotional leader. But he's at peace. He's going to be at peace with whatever happens from from what he's what he said. That's what it sounds like, and I believe it. Um, and so we'll you know we'll see what happens
1: because of what happened at the deadline last year. He just A little shell shock. Yeah, he's probably just at the point where it's like, I mean, if they're willing to trade those guys who help win that the World Series, like he's not going to. You know, I guess he's just not going to let it bother him in yeah. a way that it's going to. But he's I made clear like he would.
0: Him. He wants to be here. Yeah, he wants to be here. Um, I noticed that Ferris was commenting on the chat about you know some of the other former Cubs that are still out there. Why's yeah. it been quiet on Rizzo and Bryant? Um, w- there's been apparently intense activity. I saw on one Twitter handle uh, on Schwarber. John Heyman says this one bothered me a little bit. I'll tell you why. John Heyman said the Yankees see Anthony Rizzo as a realistic, good first base option now, and will try to make that work. Thinking that they might be out on the Freddie Freeman deal. Right. The reason that bothers me is what team thinks of him as a realistic, good first base option. Like, could that be any more of a downer? Yeah. If that's the way the Yankees are describing him to John Heyman. Yeah. This is the captain of the 2016 World Series championship team it's a total disrespect
1: Anthony Rizzo
0: is more than like a realistic option that's pretty good
1: right he he basically stated it's like though this would be a consolation prize and again I think Freddie Freeman is a better baseball player than Anthony Rizzo but you're still I do too but that's like you're still getting sort of
0: yeah it's sort of saying like well, they'll settle for Rizzo,
1: right? Like you're not settling for Anthony Rizzo if if Freddie Freeman goes to the Dodgers. Like Anthony Rizzo will bring you great defense. He'll give you at least 140 games a year, and he brings leadership and passion and all that. Who else are you gonna get, New York? Yeah, come on, give he hit me a, a break. home in that wild card game. He hit a home run. Like I mean, I don't know that that's it bothers to me, that's me New a little York. bit. It bothers so, me too. I'm with. bothers you. me a little. We're bit. riled up a little bit. Ryan, t- tell tell me you're you're bothered by it. <laughs>
2: Hey, you know what, um, John? Who knows what John Heyman's hearing? Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. Like, he would be a good consolation prize, obviously. Um, Anthony Rizzo. Uh, I, is, he is he more than that? Is he more than that? Yes. Is he more than that? Yes. Um, but yeah, that's you. you can't <laughs> go wrong signing Anthony Rizzo. Obviously.
0: Right. No, and I'm not. I'm not blaming John Heyman for the way he described it because to me, I read that as. That's the way the Yankees have described the situation, or somebody or his agent has described it as that's what the Yankees think. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not going to put those words necessarily to John Heyman, but somebody's feeling that way, and whoever you are, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ken Rosenthal saying the Rockies are heavy on Chris Bryant. Interesting because they were going to draft him at one point. Yeah.
1: And it's also, it, I tweeted this from my personal account earlier. It's so annoying to me that they would be even having a conversation with Chris Bryant after trading Nolan Arenado and yeah. sending well, fifty million fan, yeah. dollars. <laughs> yeah, like well, it bothers me too because it it didn't help us. So they sent him to the Cardinals, who we, yeah. now we have to deal with Nolan Arenado for twenty games a year. So I don't understand what the Rockies are doing. Our, 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 I'm going to have to contact the DMVR guys and, t- and like have them explain it to me like I'm five years old because I just don't understand why you would trade Nolan Arenado after you give a massive extension. You trade him after one year and it was the 2020 season that you traded him after. And then now you're intensifying talks with Chris Bryant, who for most of his career has been at the top tier of third baseman. I know Chris Bryant's more of an outfielder now, but you know, for most of his career, people were talking about, who's the best third baseman in the national league. It was Chris Bryant and Nolan Arenado. Yes. And now, now they, now they're on in, in on talks on Chris Bryant. Like it bothers me. I'm, it honestly angers me. I'm clearly, if I'm you're a Rockies upset. fan, you you would have to be perplexed. Like, yeah. what? Like, what are we doing? You wouldn't
0: pay, you wouldn't pay Arenado, but now you're going to pay similar to money to Chris Bryant. Uh, hey, this is, if you this enjoy is the s- most
2: mad I've seen Cody on a show. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most mad I've seen Cody in. It's like, the new room. A week and a half.
0: <laughs> it's the new room we're in. He's very tense in here. Uh, you if go. you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the points bet app use the code chgo when you sign up not only do you get two risk-free bets up to two thousand bucks but if you make a fifty dollar or more first-time deposit you receive a free chgo membership which of course unlocks all of our web content and you get a free shirt of your choice from the chgo locker merch madness if you have any questions email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out in case you missed it online sign up in Illinois available you can actually download the points bet app right now register your account from start to finish all from your phone you'll be signing up the fastest sportsbook easier than ever so start living your bet life in seconds what are you waiting for once the game starts don't just bet live your bet life with points bet gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 um all right so
2: all right, hey, hey, let me uh, let me interrupt you uh, oh yeah before you before do the third segment, I'm gonna take off. Okay. I'm Take off. We got some. You know, got some good stuff coming. I've Got to get some writing done. We got some good stuff coming uh, to allchgo.com. Make sure you subscribe. You read my stuff. You can read Vinny's. Vinny's also down here in in, uh, in Arizona, so he's got some stuff going. But make sure you, you subscribe to allchgo. Get that membership going. Make sure make sure you come follow us and Luke Cody. Take care. Talk to you guys tomorrow. I got i I'll have some more stuff to report. So thank you, ready. Ryan.
0: I bet you he just saw Dan Roan walk by and he's like, I'm out of here. I gotta yes. get to Dan Rohn yeah, and find out about that tiki barn pool got they got over there. At I, that's WGN. what I'd be
1: doing if I was in his position. Yeah. I don't blame him. Yeah.
0: Two segments <laughs> is enough. You're Two in the segments. sunshine, man. Get it's to the enough. pool. Right. Um, so we talked about, you know, the free agent guys that are out there. Mm-hmm. At Nauseam, we've talked about it. Like they're they're available. Everybody's still there except for Nelson Cruz, pretty much. Um, and then There's the other option, trades, you know? And the idea floated out on social media today, Cubs Twitter's floating stuff out there. Padres could be trade partners. Yeah. Because they've got guys that they are actively shopping with big deals, and maybe that's how you get a prospect back. The two names that are mentioned, Eric Hosmer and Will Myers. Could you see that happening?
1: Well, uh, so if no one has realized, I'm the one who's been running the CHGO underscore Cubs account. Um, Which he's
0: just using as a way to see John Heyman's tweets
1: now. Right? It is. It is. It's, it's, why, it's, so, it's why it's so emotional, too. Yeah, that, too. That's why it's emotional, and also it's why it's how I see John Heyman's tweets because he blocked me on my personal account. Um, <laughs> but yesterday there was, like, I think it was Mark Feinstein who tweeted something about how the Padres were in tense talks about trying to move Hosmer and Will Myers and it becomes an interesting conversation for Cub for the cubs because they are in a position where they could take on those contracts or one of them and then you know change the scenery you never know Will Myers, Eric Hosmer, they both have had success in the past but they just haven't had a lot of success with the Padres of late. So they're I think Hosmer's owed like I know it's tw- at least 20 million this year but then 20 million, he yeah. has 3 more years left on his contract with uh or yeah, three more years left on his through contract. Through 2025. Through 2025. But only 13 million AAV the next three years each um, after this coming season. Um, still a lot of money. And he hasn't put up the, the type of numbers to even be, honestly, even be worth the 13 million uh, after 2022. So. If you could get somebody. Yes. Out of
0: their loaded farm system. And that was the trade-off for taking. Hosmer and putting him at first base for a few years, thirteen million doesn't no. totally eat away at It's a twenty twenty five is a long time, right? So you'd have to get the right prospect,
1: right? Exactly, and you know, again, change of scenery. You never know. Maybe Hosmer can, you know, get back to his form that he was with the Royals, or at least halfway there. Yeah, it, his. His, uh, you know, the advanced numbers are like this guy beats the ball into the ground, and his home run totals have have really dipped over the last couple of years. So that's kind of the the issue. But you're and you're looking uh, for more. Power I'm more in the likely first to base. I'm
0: more likely to go
1: try and get Will My if
0: you if you could divide him up. Right. I'd rather get a lesser prospect for Myers, stick him in the outfield for a year, and if you're eating twenty million, which you can afford to eat this year, yeah. If you're not going to sign some other big name, but you can get back a guy that is, you know, a top twenty prospect in their organization, I'd look into it. Yeah, and Myers knows that he's a
1: he'll be a free agent after this coming season, so it's I think there's a is a club a club option, so I guess it's technically (laughs) one year with a club option um, after 2022. So, you know, yeah, if you can get a top twenty prospect with him and then use him in the outfield, you know, he definitely is. Played better than Hosmer, so that's why you'd get a lesser prospect. So, but again... The and pods, because
0: it's a much shorter deal. Right. You don't have to worry about it. Right. If you don't want to, you don't have to worry
1: about it. It's just a very interesting it. conversation. I feel like the Cubs should be in. I know it's... You're not going to get, like... I think it's uh, CJ Abrams. You're not going to get him now because Tatis is going to be out a couple right, months right. because of, uh, you motorcycle know, the accident. motorcycle accident, Whoa. apparently. But... They still have a pretty good farm system, as as we have learned. I mean, we're pretty high on Owen Casey and, and Reggie uh, Preciado, who we got back for uh, U Darvish, plus the two other prospects. Good farm
0: system that the Cubs know well, yes, because of the Darvish trade and Jed's relationship right. to the organization before coming here. Right. They also they're got still,
1: Rowan Wick from there too. So. Right. So, there, there again, there's no actual talks, but it is. I I would say that it's interesting, and I feel like the Cubs should at least. You know, find out like how much are the Padres really trying to move these guys? Because the Cubs have all this play, payroll flexibility; they could they could help them out as yeah. long as they send something back. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I, I was sitting here during that conversation. I just kept thinking: Do you
0: think Ryan took off because he saw Roan, or does he know something we don't know and he couldn't tell us yet? But there's something going on in Arizona. He did, he
1: did get out of here really fast. That was real
0: quick. That he was. took off, so maybe maybe something's finally happening, and he would yeah. got to look off to the side. That's <laughs> what I'm hoping for. All right, real quick before we go. Today is pie day, 314, 3.14. What is your favorite pie? Ooh,
1: it's tough. I'm, big, I'm a big pumpkin pie guy in like in mm. th- around Thanksgiving, holiday season. Big on that. Like I'm a, I go apple. Thanksgiving, yeah. I go apple pie. Really? Okay. I also like, uh, you know... it doesn't impress you. Can't, that you, can't, you can't go wrong with a little cherry pie either. Cherry oh, pie. Yeah. There's a place in
0: Wisconsin that I like to go. Al Johnson's. I don't like bananas. They make a banana cream pie. Blow your mind. Best pie you've ever had. And I don't like bananas. Wow. wow. So that's up there. I like a good grasshopper pie. A little mint pie, especially around, you know, St. Patrick's Day. A little mint, mint pie of some kind. No. Wow, getting a never lot had of ugly it. looks. Never you had, I've never had it. You've never had a grasshopper pie? Like, never even heard of it. Um, You've never heard of grasshopper pie? No. Is that Wait. something they serve at the Mariners Stadium? No. That, all right. <laughs> this podcast is over. I can't deal with these guys. <laughs> Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast. We're back again on Tuesday. However, the plan is 4 30 tomorrow, an hour later. If that yes. changes, we will let you
1: know. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me well, you <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Co- Cody underscore CHGO
0: at Luke Stuckmeyer or you can follow our CHGO Cubs handle which yeah. is <laughs> also <laughs> you
1: yes Twitter on Twitter CHGO underscore Cubs I'm so sorry for this ending <laughs> uh, you know what just go try some grasshopper pie and everything will be better tomorrow